You're listening to Hit Theory, the podcast that talks about the hits, the misses, and the biz behind the mixes. I'm your boy JT, chilling here with Black Adam. What's poppin', man? What's Yo. Gucci? What's good? What's poppin'? What's 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 up? What's Louie, my nigga? What's Gucci, my killer? What's drugs, my dealer? What's that jacket? I can only assume. It's Margiela. You think they, can they sue us for that? Nah, nah. They can't find no, us. because I'm wearing a Margiela jacket. Exactly, exactly. They can't prove I'm not. They can't trademark that. They can't trademark that. You know, you know, we, well, stay, I, they, we, we stay head to toe in Margiela. No, they can't. They can't. Uh, I, I think it is trade. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. They can I'm telling you, they cannot. <laughs> it's over. Um, but anyways, man, what's up? How you been doing? How you living? You feeling good? You feeling right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. All That's of that. good to hear. That's good to hear. I hope y'all are doing well at home. Um, you know, we're doing well here. It's another late night special hit theory episode. Um, we, you know, we on our hot girl shit. Um, Unless you're so, listening, you know, in the morning and then it's an early morning special. Don't do that. I, I don't know if I could listen to my voice in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like first thing, first thing up, you got to hear I've me. I've done it. Huh? I've you, done it. You've listened to my voice first thing in the morning? Yeah. I'll I, I, I run through the episodes. Okay. All right. On my way to work. Well, damn. All right. Well, hey, check it out. Oh, yeah. On the way to work. Of course. Of course. On the way to work. I need to get a job. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's get, to, let's get to some current events. Uh, you got anything for me, bro? What's popping? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, it's kind of kind of a themed Brand new uh, current events, this episode. Um, yeah, and the theme, is, the theme is lawsuits. Oh. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to talk about. <laughs> 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 it's funny that we didn't talk about this. So, uh, so I have I actually have two two separate lawsuits. So the first one, uh, Kanye West, is being sued by uh, the Sunday Service Choir, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, and so God is suing who... Kanye West. <laughs> says, says he's been using his name in vain. He no longer right. will take it. So for people who don't know, um, for a while now, I I feel like it's been at least a couple years now, but. Maybe that's just how it feels, but Kanye West has been doing this, um, this kind of you know show called the Sunday Service, mm-hmm. where he would, uh, you know, hire this choir and and they would you know do these kind of funky like gospel cuts, you know, and, and they would, you know, travel around doing shows, um, and so now he's being sued by some of the the members. I'm not sure if it's um, like the, the Sunday service choir, like collectively, or just you know certain people from from the collective. Yeah, from from the show, but what they're saying is that he hasn't um, he hasn't been paying them basically. Ah, well, that uh, sounds about right. If if you want to, yeah, if you want to like summarize it, basically, he hasn't pay, he hasn't been paying them fairly. I feel um, there like. Are some, oh no! I'm sorry, Kendi. There, there's some people that are saying, you know, they haven't been paid at all. There's some people that are saying, you know, that they, they haven't been paid all of the hours that they've worked, that they've worked overtime. Um, some people have saying, you know, they weren't even getting minimum wage, you know, for, you know, the pay that they were getting. Um, and so they're, and so he's being sued for that money. I know he probably was like, you know, you're supposed to be working for the Lord, you know. You know, can, right. I, can I pay you? <laughs> can I pay you if we're working on the Sabbath? No. Uh. I was gonna say, I feel like if if you're working with Kanye West, it would be really easy to get played, because it seems like it happens to a lot of people. Uh, because you does know, what it, I mean? because, does uh-huh. he have a reputation for kind of screwing people over like that? I mean, just with the whole Drake and Chance thing. 
<laughs> and just I just feel like I've heard a lot of people talk about how they worked with Kanye and things haven't come out the way they wanted it to. Um, hmm. And I feel like uh, yeah, you know the whole Drake thing and then Chance, uh, you know, not what getting. Huh? I, what what were those things? Oh, okay, I don't, cool. I don't yeah, know if I've heard this. Yeah, you know, just for everybody at home. So, um, the whole like, uh, what what kind of spurred the beef between uh, Pusha and Drake, uh, and then I guess consequently, uh, Yay, um, is like uh, Drake came and wrote. Uh, I think he, I forgot what the song was called. Yikes or something. Um, off of off of Yay, the last album. Um, and he wrote another song uh, or some other stuff for him and kind of you know just kind of helped him out. Um, and I don't know what it actually, actually like went down, but that song, that whole like poopty, scoopty, whoopty song or whatever right? that he put out, the reason why he did that was because he did that because he had given that beat to Drake. And so he did that so that Drake could no longer use that song anymore. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's just like a lot of beef between them, obviously. Um, and, and it just had to do with that. It was around that whole like Wyoming tape, like, like where he was kind of going off the deep end. Um, he was just kind of like I think fucking people over like Tiana Taylor's project didn't really come out the way she wanted it to. Uh, Nas like you know like obviously like like you know Hit Boy and Nas made that great album that we reviewed. Um, Nas had that album with Kanye that necessarily didn't come out the way they wanted it to. Uh, and right. then Chance was promised that his like third album like what the big day was would have been like produced by um, uh, Kanye West, and then that never happened. Uh, and Chance helped him do the. Uh, the life of Pablo, um, or right. at least a lot of people said that that album was not nearly as spiritual before Chance came in, and then when you saw a coloring book that came out after that, it seems like oh, okay, like it's very clear that Chance probably had some some heavy influence on this. Uh, it's funny, it's funny to me how this is happening, kind of right after that whole thing that we talked about in uh, one of our earlier episodes about Kanye, you know, and and this contractual, uh, you know, uh, when he was ranting on Twitter about labels, you know, purposefully confusing their contracts with artists and how he was going to, you know, do, you know, go back and do right by all of his good music artists and all of that. And, you know, trying to fight for his own um, contracts to be kind of, uh, you know, cleared up in his favor. But now this lawsuit is coming out. It's like, oh, he's still kind of, you know, he's not even honoring his contracts with, you know, I kind of his employees. I kind of feel like maybe it's just he just was just playing them. Like I think because what like they're just gonna, they're gonna get paid, you know. So like I mean I, this almost feels like something they had to do because he was stringing them out because right. he just wasn't taking them seriously. Because uh, Kanye can definitely afford to pay them um, unless unless he promised them way more money than than like what his industry standard. But if his industry standard, I I doubt he would offer them more money than he because he has a lot of money. Well, we hope. <laughs> but yeah, I think that he yeah, has, he's I got think, a ton of money. I, I think he's got enough money to pay them. Um and so I feel like this is kind of like a one of those lot like people don't understand. Sometimes people don't have any kind of power when it comes to things and people like to fuck you around or just or kind mm-hmm. of uh, you know, like like play around with you. Fuck you around. Is that even a phrase? <laughs> but uh what you call it? <laughs> um and so sometimes like, you know, especially if it's a high profile person, these people will will have to sue because that's the only way they can get their attention. Like, you right. know, the like the whole like, McDonalds thing, I feel like uh, with that woman who got burnt by the coffee, like all she wanted was her medical bills, but they wouldn't pay it, so she had to sue to try to get anything. And ultimately, she still ended up getting fucked because, like the like the way the courts right, are designed, the whole smear campaign and all of that. Yeah, the courts not designed to support um, support like the the common man uh, being fucked by a big business or by the or by the big guy. Uh, so we'll see. You know, hopefully they get their money. Uh, that's kind of whack. Um, 
But uh, but what's the what's the next uh, lawsuit that you got for us? The one that I think I know about. Yeah, you probably do. So and it's and you kind of already mentioned Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. and uh, the Big Dave, but um, Chance is being sued by his former manager, um, Pat. I don't I don't remember his last name. Oh, I do. So his name is uh Pat, like Corsican or Corcacan. I think it's Corsican though. Um. And the only reason why I know that so well is one because when I was reading that, yeah, it's Corcocan or Corso, no, Corsoran, Corcoran or Corsoran. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Pat Cor- Corcoran uh, is suing Chance the Rapper. So he's so he's suing uh, Chance the Rapper. Uh, the way the way the story kind of goes is this: Chance released his album, The Big Day. I think that's his. It's still his latest album, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't release anything after that no. yet. Um, the reviews were, you know, kind of terrible. And I think we've actually talked about it on this show at some point as well. But yeah. it's literally the worst thing he's, he's ever, ever put out. The worst project he's ever done. Um, commercially, it was successful, though. Um, it got a lot of sales, got a lot of streams, it, and it, it made a lot of money. It didn't do well enough for him to go on tour, though. Or maybe the tour was just too ambitious. Um, because he ended, yeah. up cancel- he ended up canceling that tour. Right. Yeah. And so, um, as a result of that, like the the bad reviews, you know, him just getting torn into on social media, mm. and you know the the poor tour sales and and eventually cancellation, led to uh, Chance the Rapper firing his manager, um, and kind of replacing him um, with his father and his brother mm-hmm. as like his his co managers. So it turns out that they never had a written contract. Uh, another theme is just contracts. Uh, they they never had a written contract, and so Pat is suing Chance the Rapper for um, what they call a sunset clause, which basically says that um, it's it's something you'll you'll commonly see in artist contracts um, with you know their managers or agents or you know things like that, where after after they part ways, the the manager will still get you know, um, royalties or his, you know, his 15% or whatever from those, from the artist basically for, for a certain period of time Mm -hmm. after the split, um, which I think is, it's like three years or five years or something like that. And so, um, since they never had a, a written contract, um, Pat is just suing him for, you know, the, just straight up the amount of money that he, that he says he would deserve. From you know, as if he had a sunset clause, which is about three million dollars. Exactly, yeah. Um, um and which is kind and of crazy, his side and, of the story. That's like fifteen percent. So Chance made like ten million dollars off. Of yeah, he made he made a lot of money. Yeah, from from this <laughs> shitty, just, shitty, terrible yeah, album. Exactly. Um, but, um, which, which I think is just cool. built up from his hype. You know what I mean? Because he kept he continuously was building up hype before this album came out. Like I think that people wanted to like the album, they just like didn't. Um, yeah. And they I couldn't. It was bad. Yeah, and um, I, I I do think it's bad. I do think it's a bit of a meme. I think that album is bad. I think it's better than a lot of other albums that like that people have listened to. I just think that it was such. Yeah, a Yeah, but drop when you when you compare it in quality, to, yeah, course, it's a sudden drop off in quality, in quality that, that that just made it kind of like shocking. But but then I I do believe that it just became fun to meme it because it was so easily memeable. Like the whole right. like, and it's because oh um, I love my wife. Right, <laughs> like that, like that joke was so funny, and there's he'll yeah. never escape that because that's because that was like <laughs> that was what the album was. Um, so according to according to Pat, uh, one, the reason the reason for the split is Chance is basically blaming him for the poor, 
uh, you yeah. know, turnout of of the album. Um, according to according to Pat, the the album was being made at the same time that Chance was trying to plan his wedding. Mm-hmm. And, and he, told he me yeah, he Chance publicly announced a release date for the album without consulting him. Um, which, you know, kind of, as we, I don't know if we've said it on this podcast, we've definitely talked about it between the two of us. Like it kind of forces you, it kind of rushes things. Yeah. When you, you say a release date before the thing's ready and now you've got to, you know, just put it out. You're, you're, you not, you're scrambling to put it out. Exactly. You have yeah. a hard deadline. You've got to get it out. And sometimes the quality suffers because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Pat was saying that, you know, Chance was putting more effort into, his wedding planning than he was putting into the album. And so the result was mostly freestyle driven and, you know, just the subpar quality that we, that we got after the album came out. Um, and, you know, people were kind of ripping into it. Pat says that he advised chance to kind of lay low and regroup, but his dad and his brother were kind of telling him he needs to go out and do this PR, do all this PR. And yeah, the resulting PR kind of made it worse. Uh, you know, because well, people it? are... Well, yeah, he kept putting himself out I mean, there I mean, in, that's the, what in Pat, the public that's, eye that's what and people Pat's kept ripping into it. it. Yeah, that's, that's what Pat's saying. Exactly. Pat is saying that it made it worse. Um, and so basically, the story boils down to um, Pat thinks he was unfairly, you know, fired and that he deserves a sunset clause, even though there was no written contract between the two of them. Yeah, um, and, and I think uh, the Chance team offered him. They only offered him like, yeah, three hundred k. Three hundred k. Um, and uh, which is what ten percent of. Mm, uh, is it? Yeah, I get. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, three million out of like ten million, that's like thirty percent, right? Like thirty math. <laughs> yeah, three out of ten million, thirty percent. Three out of ten, thirty percent. So, <laughs> so uh, that's kind of like what it, what it was. This, this is what I'll say. Um, I not having a verbal contract is tough. A lot of people um, online, or at least I saw people online talking about, you know, hey, like, Pat is the one who kind of like helped form Chance's image. Yeah, like, for sure. It's kind of like grassroots image. Um, a lot of like managers, um, people who like, I think someone someone mentioned like Brent Fias. Um, I don't know if you guys know Brent Fias. He's a like an R and B style singer. Um, Good music, you should go check him out. But uh, he, um, he, 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 and his manager, you know, kind of uh, expressed like you know wanting to copy that Chance and Pat formula, um, and you know, so so a lot of people are like, you know, it's fucked up that Chance would do this. This is what I'll say: there's two, you know, three sides to every story. You know, there's this your side, their side, and the truth. Right. Um, and if, and the way that Pat presented it, of course, he would present it that way. You know, like uh, you know, like. We, you know, this is all if we believe that Chance fired Pat because the sales are bad. What if Chance didn't fire Pat because the sales are bad? What if he likes his brother and his dad more, and then he wanted to fire Pat? Like it only, all that stuff only kind of makes sense if he fired him. Specifically, like he was like, "You fucked me over. I don't want that." But Chance always has always has the right to decide who he wants to be managed by, especially if they right. don't have a contract in place. Um, and so it's unfortunate. Uh, like, I th- I think because I think in those situations when things are not like obviously you don't have a contract you're thinking that there's just this loyalty there, um something obviously happened to Chance uh between the relationship it seems their relationship was faltering you know just in general, uh so I don't know like I I kind of don't I, I saw a lot of people just kind of eating this up 
uh, it does sound believable, you know, when you think about all the decisions that Chance has been making, you know, like we know some of this stuff is true, but at the end of the day, you know, does this man have a right to this money? I don't know. So let's go ahead and just like, you know, do the one-two step into our discussion of the week. Let's talk about it. 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 Picking up from our last week's discussion about making an album. Uh, we left off around recording. So you got your album recorded, you know what I'm saying? You got it tracked. It's hot. Um, now, now you know, we, we may get into, you know, mixing and mastering later. But once you got your shit done, before you just, you know, drop it on the masses, you know, you're not a known artist, you know, don't nobody know your name. You, you got to let the people know. You know what I'm saying? You got to you gotta put them on high alert. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure that they are aware, you know, um, that, they, that they stay vigilant for your drop. So they can get it the minute it comes out. And the way that you do that is with a little bit of in-home marketing. Now, Adam, you're pretty good at marketing. I feel like you've done more marketing than me. Um, but it is a learning process, right? Isn't that the case? Uh, I mean, yeah, and there's not necessarily a right way to do it. And I wouldn't even say I'm, I'm good at it. But I, I would say that I do it more than you do. Wow, what a pitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm good at it. Uh, but I mean you you're trash, so <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I would yeah. say I would say that. Um, <laughs> God damn. Uh, but it's an investment, you know? You gotta spend money. And that's why you do it more than me. Um, well, I mean not necessarily even that. But you do if you it's a it's definitely a trade off between money and time. If you, if you don't want to spend money, then it's definitely going to take a lot of your time to do. Explain that for the people at home. Uh, explain what that means. Yeah, so so one example of, of what I mean by that trade-off is, um, I guess, let's say posters. Like, if you if you want to put out posters for your, your album or your concert or, or whatever, um, one thing you could do is just, you know, go, go hire a graphic designer to make a nice poster for you. You know, go to Costco or uh, Costco, not Costco, uh, like Costco off of Kipa or something, and print out, you know, print out a bunch of, of, of posters, flyers, and you know, go, you know, staple them to to every wall in your neighborhood or something like that. Is that But legal if though? you can't afford, uh, what if you get maybe. fined? And then that's money. Well, yeah, that's even more money. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you can't afford a graphic designer, um, then you're going to have to try to do it yourself, which is going to take more time, especially if you want it to still look nice. I think um, that... If you can't afford the printing, then maybe you'll have to do it by hand or something like that. Because you're talented. So, I mean, that might not be the best example, but... Because you, you you can do that. Like, I feel like you can can make could make a flyer for yourself um, and have it look okay. I don't know that everybody can do that. Um, and that's the thing about marketing too. Some people, some artists have other talents. Like some people have like the ability to, you know, graphic design themselves a little something real quick. Uh, and so you're right; they don't have to pay anybody to do that because they can do it themselves. But if you don't, you're gonna have to pay somebody. Um, yeah, or try and find someone you know who's a fan of you that will do it for free. That's one. Of, that's one of the um, the things that I keep seeing in you know like articles about 
up and coming artists, you know, like how to how to you know, build a team or whatever is mm-hmm. like basically basically it's just like find find people that like your music enough that they are willing to do stuff for you for free. That's a good. I was going to say I thought you were going to say find like your friends because that's what I don't recommend. I don't recommend you reaching out to friends to get this stuff done. Uh, it, if you have a friend who can who can help and and they're trustworthy, you're like yeah, that's that's the move. Um, but if you find yourself th- you know being like oh well you know Theo like draws and maybe he can hook it up for free, I I just think it's 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 just tough. Like in building a team with friends is tough. I mean we talked about like teams and how we don't really like them, but um, but if they were f- like fans like true fans that were like taking it like an honor to work with you. And then right. that eventually could turn into like you like you didn't you're not promising that it's like a lucrative position, but you're you know like you you know developing a relationship with them, and so you're like hey if I do ever pop you know like you know we could consider you that's not something you know and so that seems like and people would like to do that right like I would if I was a graphic designer you know and someone was like oh yeah I'm gra- you know, I'm doing graphic designing work for like um I can't even think of who is like an up and coming artist right now just because it seems like all the up and coming artists have came up since I, <laughs> since I started following them <laughs> uh, I don't know who's on the come up right now. Um, but, you know, just for you know, some young guy who might not be, like, you know, a superstar yet, but he's, like, kind of cool. Like, he's big at colleges and shit like that. Um, you know, that's, that's like, a real opportunity. So I could totally see that being, like, a thing. Um, building a team is hard, man. I, it almost seems like I, – I think it's a lot of luck. I think it takes, like, 70% luck uh, and then 30%, like, charm on your part of being able to, to convince these people to do stuff for you. But then they have to be good. They have to, and be, I mean, good, they have to be good people. Nine, nine times out of ten, like, the people that – will do it are going to be your friends but you can't just you can't just go to a friend it has to be a friend that listens to and likes your music a lot and preferably someone who does who does what you want to do like if they don't actively do it even if they say they're like yeah man you know you know no no sweat i got you homie you know i could draw shit all the time i'll be drawing you know what i mean like but if they don't like drawing then they're not going to want to do it and then so like as right. they're going to be like they're going to find themselves struggling to finish your project because they're like, oh man, like I just I don't have the I don't have the passion. It's like yeah, because you don't draw, but you but you were so eager to suggest that that you draw this. Um, and I get it. People want to help. They want to be a part of the process. Um, you know, they think that they they have what it takes. But this is what I'll say for people uh, at home when you're trying to find people to do your work for you when it comes to like artwork. It's so it's so much better to work with someone who wants to do it, who like wants to get paid and do it. So if you have the money, I I'm a big advocate for just paying people. Uh, yeah, I think you it's get, a lot easier in the long run. Yeah, and you just get you get what you want. You get a product that is that is matching of the, you know, of, you know what you pay. You get what you pay for. Um, and it's just way easier to critique people who you're paying, because you're like, hey, well, I'm giving you money compared to like your friends. That's like so hard to critique. Um, good friends will still take that critique, but. You may find yourself in some sticky situations, uh, you know, if you have to tell somebody who is working pro bono that they're not, you know, they're not cutting the mustard. Uh, but um, but besides so besides flyers and like kind of like the money and finding people to like help you design stuff, like let's talk about the other like ways that you advertise because you do a couple different methods. Um, and mm-hmm. and and maybe talk about how you uh the effectiveness of each method and and what the goal is of of these methods, like what what the ultimate point of this is. Well, so the, the ultimate goal of marketing is, I mean, literally just to let people know that you have this product and to, you know, get them interested in, not even interest, to get them to, you know, go listen to this music that you have. Um, and I mean, 
I feel like it, literally anything that's not you actually creating the music is marketing. Like when you look at, um, I wrote this a while ago, like for, for labels, they put, when they have a budget for an artist, 40% of that budget goes into making the music and then the other 60% is marketing. Mm-hmm. So that's like, um, after you have the music, you need you know cover art for the music. That's marketing. Mm-hmm. You need, um, you know, I I would consider even whatever distribution you, you know, put it out on as marketing because having it in certain, you know, certain uh, platforms. It's the yeah. best ability. Yeah. Availability. Yeah, that's marketing. For sure. Um, and so the way that you. Music videos are marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess let's talk about that. So let's talk about like, because yeah, media. like every every little thing, obviously it's marketing, but like when, when, when in the context of an album, photo you, shoots. you have a marketing rollout. Uh, photo shoots are a good one. Uh, I would think they'd be a part of this. And I think that, so for example, I mean, as a, you know, as a fan, as a casual fan of Black Adam, you know, yourself, uh, I found that there was a marketing rollout kind of, you know, uh, feel that you did for a wave runner. So it felt like, you were being uh, strategic and conscious in your decisions, uh, you know, when, like, music videos would come out, uh, you know, when, um, you know, things were, were being promoted, maybe on Instagram or, or, you know, Facebook or whatever the fuck. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it felt like that you had, there was intention behind that. Like, was there? Or, or was it just kind of as, as, you know, you did things as it seemed to feel Um, right? I kind of tried to be intentional with it. Uh... I guess the the first thing we did was the photo shoot. We had we had this photo shoot where we took um, I think when we got the photos back it was like 50, 50 or sixty photos that we have. Um, so we still have a lot of them actually that I haven't even seen the light of day yet. But um, then we started you know posting these photos to kind of generate interests um for you know for people that already knew about me and my music and people that already knew about him and his music um we would post pictures of us be like hey we've got this project that's coming out soon that we both worked on together and so people that are that are fans of both of us are you know they see that and they're like oh that's that's something i'm interested in um they don't have a They don't have a release date yet. They don't know, you know, what kind of album it's going to be. Like, you can kind of guess if you know the discographies of, of both of us. Like, what, what it's going to, about how it's going to sound. But if you're fans of both of, you know, the artists, or I guess in, in just to make it a more general example, if you're a fan of the artist that's posting, you know, the, these things. Um, like Kid Cudi, he put out his uh, his cover art. For his uh, Man on the Moon three. Oh, what? People that are, yeah, uh, people oh, that look. are fans of of Kid Cudi. It looked really good. Oh, I should go check it out. Yeah, and so if the if if it looks good and it's from somebody that you're interested in, then you're gonna, you know, like you just saw JT was like, oh, I'm gonna go check that out. <laughs> so, and that what he didn't even see the the artwork. He just heard that it existed, and so, so that kind of puts puts the music in the back of people's minds. It's like, oh, Adam and Cornelius have a, have a project together. That's going to be interesting. And so then from from that point, 
from that first point until you release the project, it's kind of just about keeping the audience interested and kind of building up hype so that when it finally comes out, you know, they've they've gotten they've gotten excited enough about it exactly. that they're gonna go listen to it. When I put out and so um, Oh no, finish your thought. Um and so for us that consisted of um you know more photos you know kind of trying to interact with the audience with some of the captions it's like are you you know y'all ready for this release or you know stuff like that putting out singles the single counts as marketing um because it's the it's kind of it sets the tone for for the album um and then you know once this once the single's out you have to market the single as well, as well as the album. Um, so it kind of becomes two separate things that are all representing the same, the same thing. And so for us, we did, you know, more more photos for the single. We did a lyric video for the single. Um, and then um, we did a, we did the radio campaign for the single. Um, and then the album came out after that. Then we did the music video for the album. Um, yeah. I think I found it. I it's it's on his Twitter page. I oh no I I, I found it on. There's so many. Um, I still don't know if I'm following him. This one has a blue check mark. Uh, so I think this is him. But there's so many different. Like I typed in Kid Cudi on Instagram. And there's so many different ones. It's the one. I, I'm pretty sure it's the one uh, where it's kind of like red and blue, and it's got like kind of split down the middle. So his face is like kind of yeah. Torn. It looks yeah. painted. Yeah, I'm really excited by the uh, the track list in here. This is like it's got four acts: Act One, The Return to Madness; Act Two, Rage of the Menace; Act Three, Heart of Rose Gold; Act Four, Powers. Um, which is funny because those uh. Uh, these like um, these songs are, or these acts are kind of they seem like like almost like snapshots from other songs or not other songs other albums that he's done in the past. Uh, so I'm excited now. I hope it's hella cinematic. The way that this looks, it looks like it's gonna be hella cinematic. Yeah. Uh, fuck yeah, bro. We're gonna. Ooh, it's gonna be good, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, when I when I put out, um, it's you talk about building hype and kind of like you know that being a good thing, and that's that's really the cause of it. Um, so, uh, when I put out, uh, Hold My Calls, that was probably, in my, in my opinion, my best release of anything. Um, just because it felt like I had, uh, it was just really cool. Like, I put it out on SoundCloud, and on SoundCloud, you can, like, see the streams as they happen. And I was just watching, like, I think it was, like, up to 100 people in one day, like, listen to the album, which is, like, really cool to me. Uh, and, but that, I think that happened by accident. And it didn't really keep happening. Like, I, I, like, kind of, like, said an album was coming out, so I, on, like, when when I did Inconsolable, I said that it was coming out on um, on like Instagram, but I didn't really use Facebook, uh, or if I did, I was lazy about it. But on Facebook, I said that it was when I did Home My Calls. I said that it was gonna come out on the ninth. Uh, but then like just because of like mixing and whatever shit, it actually didn't come out for like three days later. And that like little lapse in the the album coming out, it created some kind of buzz, which is kind of interesting because I feel like people hmm. it's stupid, but but people were like, oh, like where's it at? And that made people want want it, want it more, and then so it felt like when it dropped, they were like, "Oh, finally, here it is!" Like, 
And you'd almost think it was intentional. I almost may do that again. I, I don't know. But I, I know I'm going to have, like, another, like, Facebook group launch or whatever. Um, just to kind of cover all my bases. Because I want as many people to know about it as possible. Um, and I want to build hype. I want to have a lot of things that I'm specifically doing just to build hype for the next drop. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it Like you said, it's something where it's kind of trial and error. You know, you, you try things. You spend money in certain places. It doesn't always come to right. fruition. Um, sometimes, you know, you realize maybe that was a good move, but not a good move for right now. Um, so we'll put it on the back burner. Uh, and, you know, that's what it's about. It's about kind of like throwing shit against the wall, seeing what sticks, um, and then keeping it moving. Uh, but, I mean, that's what's beautiful about, one, having friends who do music and then continuing to make music is you, you learn every single time. Like, I feel like I learned a bunch from your release, but I feel like you learned a bunch from your release. And so your next release will be better, you know, from that. And the release before that taught you a lot, which is why you were able to do so much better on this past release. Uh, so, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of time and just trying to find the, the formula that works. Um, but um, they, they, say, they say that you're supposed to spend double the amount of money. You know, like if you spend, you know, 3K or 4K on the album, you're supposed to spend like 8K on marketing. Uh, the reality is that it's not realistic for everybody. And people are going to want to it's not crazy to me that you want to invest money in the actual product. Uh, but just know that if you're not able to do that much, you are kind of under, you know, supporting yourself um, when it comes to, like, having, you know, people see your stuff. So maybe do what Adam said earlier and, like, try to make up that, you know, that lack of funding in time, you know. Like, maybe you're not going to have the money, but you're going to, you know, like he said, go to, go to Kinko's and get some flyers. Maybe you're going to be... You know, that person who's always on Twitter posting your, your music videos under, like, popular, like, tweets and, like, sending it to people and constantly just trying to be engaging with people online. You know, that takes energy. You know, like, people talk about, you know, social media being like, oh, I don't like it because it's fake or whatever. And it's hard. It's hard to be on social media and be constantly giving, you know, energy and time. People don't want to do it. They'd rather be lazy and, you know, drink or do drugs and stay at home and play video games. I get it. It's hard to to go online and do that. But it does take time. But that's a way that you can try to, you know, make up that gap. Um, but right. it's important. It's important. Marketing is important. People need to know who you are. They need to be reminded of who you are. There's so many times that I put out songs and people like love them. They're like, oh my god, I love this song. But they didn't find out about it for like two months. And I'm like, I don't know how to reach you. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know what to do. Um, but uh, but I got to keep, you know, I got to keep trying. Because it's clear that the people are there. That the people that want to hear it are there. It's just um, they uh, they don't know. Like, like I, for, for example, Lied To. right? I put out Lied To. I put out that song. People... That, that was my, I think, of the year, that was my number one song. But when I posted the song about it on Instagram, it got the least amount of likes out of any song. Which was just so interesting to me. Because I was just mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh. But it was my most listened, like, Spotify was like, this is your most listened to song. And it was right. listened to, like, so many times. And then the, and out of all the songs I've heard this year, people had the most positive things to say about that one. Um, and I'm like, that's crazy because y'all weren't really giving me the love that I wanted on Instagram for it. Uh, I got like twenty likes or some shit like that. It made me stop. It made that was the one that made me stop doing the single shit. I was like, I was like, y'all ain't fucking with it. Y'all ain't fucking with me like that. But they were fucking with me like that. But it was the marketing. I wasn't reaching them. Um, it, it took more time. They had to go and actively look for me. Uh, you know, like maybe like me marketing the podcast is what got people to see that song. They're like, oh, like he's with the podcast, and they would go on you know Spotify and like, oh, what's this lied to song or whatever. Um. So, so yeah, it, it's important. Um, hopefully we get better at it, but it's definitely something that you don't want to skip. Um, yeah. And it's it's a big reason why it takes albums longer than, to come out. So a lot of times you're thinking like, man, why? where's the album, JT, Adam? Like, wh- what's up? Where it's like, we're not going to put out an album if we don't have any kind of, like, like uh, you know, promo prepared. 
because that would be stupid. Like, uh, but that shit takes time, you know. Like this, the album, the music I'm doing this album has been done for at least two months, <laughs> but I'm still doing a bunch of other shit. What are you about to say? Um, I I see a lot of um, like music. Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Music hoes. Big booty bitches. Journalism, I guess. I've seen a lot of music journalism, uh, you know, like roll out advice columns uh, saying that you should, like leading up to the, the release, you should have like a whole month's worth of marketing, mm-hmm. you know, kind of building up that hype to I the actual a plan, release. A plan for sure. Like, yeah, you like, definitely need some sort of plan. If not something um, every day, but you know, maybe like a weekly goals that you're trying to reach, like maybe posting certain videos, like Right. I've tried to this time around get like teaser videos. So not music videos, but just videos that may like show clips of the song and just show me just to like keep people excited. Like, ooh, that was kinda like a cool song. Like I might want to hear that later. Or like, you know, he looked pretty cool there. Or just like and then like the video clips they could share maybe. But you know, who knows? That might not work. You know that might yeah. be stupid, but you know, we're just and creativity is definitely a big part of it because it's, mm-hmm. it's it doesn't necessarily have to just be you know photos and videos. Yeah, it's not cooking and cutter, social media sure. posts. Like I, TikTok, I you get a pop on about, TikTok. Well, yeah, that's one too. <laughs> <laughs> I read about this uh, this band that they just rented a U-Haul and they you know kind of drove around the city and would open up the the back door and do a short little set in the U-Haul, close the door, you know, like drop some flyers and. Drive off and go to Ooh, another location. That's so dope. And that's I and think that that's actually hella cool. How they did their that's hey. how they, you know, got their audience and built up, you know, hey. hype. Is that is that a album. move? That might be a move. Yeah, I mean, potentially. Ooh. Cause I'm like thinking about it, because you wouldn't need like you know, what I mean, you usually like a mic with some batteries that so it could sync up to like a basic speaker. Um and then, like, have your music playing as well. Yeah, that could work. That could easily work. Yeah. And the, like, the stereotypical, uh, you know, rappers at a mall handing out mixtapes, that I counts as marketing. I'm, I'm just going to be, because, <laughs> no, nah, I'm sure there's some people out there that are fine. The 99% of them people are trash. Just trash people. <laughs> I, I, I think that there are people out there who hand out music who are good people, I'm sure. But I have just run into the worst people handing out music. Like, people... Kit Cuddy posted a video uh, when Man on the Moon, the first one, came out. He was driving around the city throwing mixtapes out of his window at people that's on dope. the sidewalk. That's dope. Um, that's crazy, too, because back then, you know, streaming wasn't what it was. So, like, you just needed motherfuckers to, like, hear that shit. Ah, that's crazy. I was in Seattle yeah. one time, and these niggas uh, were selling uh, uh, CDs. And uh, and they was like, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm excited because I was like, you know, I like to rap too, you know what I'm saying? So I want to support, you know, people, local rappers, you know, I want that dream to, you know, keep going. Because I want, I want to be supported. Good karma or whatever, even though I don't really believe in karma. But I believe in good vibes. And so I was trying to, you know, be positive. And I, there was like, oh, it's like 20. And, I, and they were selling two albums. And I was like, oh, cool, 20 for two? And they was like, oh, it's actually like like 30. Yeah, <laughs> 20 exactly, <each>. exactly. <laughs> they was like, you could give us that like 10 in there and we'll just give you both for 30. And I was just like, nah, how the fuck did I get up to $30, bro, trying to support your old bitch ass? And right. I was like, $20, bro. I don't pay $20 for an Eminem CD. That shit costs like $14.99. I was like, why would I pay $20 for your shit? And I just thought, I just like, it, it was just so crazy to me. And so, but I gave, you know what I did, bro? I was like, nah, nah, I'm just going to take the 20. I'll just get, I'll take the one CD. And I gave him the 20. And 
I was just like, you know, them niggas might as well have just been asking me for charity, bro. I like took that, I took that CD, bro, and I threw it right in the trash because I was like, I don't even want to listen to this bullshit. Yeah, because I was like, fuck them. And I, I just, I just, now I didn't listen to, to it, it, bro. That shit, I like it. It just hurt my soul. I was just like, y'all are not what I want to be. So that's why I, I have a negative opinion about handing out CDs or, or pushing mixtapes because I just, I, and, the, and they are not. Those were not an anomaly. It's happened to me like a bunch of times where people just like be looking in your wallet, you know. Is just trying to get money. I was like, bro, twenty dollars. Like, this is not the come up. Like, you need me to listen to the CD. That's what you need because what you want is to me to be a fan, for me to ride with you. And like, when you put out shit, right. I'm gonna keep listening to it. When you put out like hoodies and shit, I'm gonna buy that shit because I fuck with you. You don't need my twenty dollars because that's not gonna do nothing for you. That's just gonna get you like a dime bag or like I don't know a, a happy meal or some shit like that. You know, like you need way more right. than twenty dollars. And it just was so ignorant to me that that was where they they headset was at or they MySpace was at. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it it takes you right. It takes I like the the U haul thing because I like the idea of giving people uh like a, a show and then like being like or just and just kind of shaking shit up, you know, like shaking shit up is good. Uh, doing something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like <laughs> you know, you know, exciting. It's unfortunate though because I don't know if the yeah. U haul thing will work if people if people aren't really out, out like they are, they used to be. Well, maybe they are though. Like in parks, I. Well, no, I've I mean, been not seeing, right now. Bro, at least I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas. Well, in Atlanta. So I was, yeah, you're in Georgia, too, so it's probably not great there. But, like, <laughs> I've been seeing parks just packed. Like, anybody really care. Um, so, that, I mean, that, that could that could be dope. It would, You know, you would need you yeah. would need to have the locations, like, pre-selected. So, you would need to know, like, hey, like, this is probably a good place to go. Well, yeah, you definitely want to know where you're going. You can't just drive around. I've always wanted to. I saw somebody performing on the highway once. This guy was just, he had an amp and a guitar, and he was just shredding on the on that's the highway that's pretty dope he was it wasn't even near an exit he was oh, just wow. in the well, middle of a, in the middle of like on the on no. the shoulder <laughs> no on the shoulder on the highway <laughs> they can nobody can even hear your ass <laughs> oh but i will say uh, this because i think it's important the the best marketing for any artist is uh-huh. word of mouth so if Ooh. you hear an artist why you sound like an old grandpa like that let me tell you you, (laughs) now all the fancy the fancy technology the 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 post they can't compete because people people are more likely to go and check out new music if it's recommended to them by a friend or somebody that they you know someone they trust so if you hear an artist uh or a song that you like and you want to support that person the best thing you can do is to recommend it to your friends and your family even I mean yes definitely you know buy buy the album stream the album you know listen and support it but I guarantee you it's it's more valuable to that artist if you share the music with somebody else because it's that's the easiest way for them to spread the music that's the easiest way for new people to you know latch on to that artist that you this enjoy what, this this is what I would say to that because I, I I agree but only slightly uh, not to undercut you I agree the word of mouth is powerful. I, I would take it a step further. You I would say you need to play that music for them. Like like when they're around you, play like just be playing that music. Like if you, if you're trying to put a song yeah, on, that you want them to check out. Oh no, I think yeah, exactly. hundred percent. Because because I would just say this, I don't necessarily like it. If someone recommends shit for me, uh, it'll take me a while to actually go and do it. It's like, hey man, I love this song, bro. Like you gotta go, you gotta listen to it, bro. Come on, come on. Like, no, bro, it's my turn. I'm listening to it now. Like I and sometimes people can overhype shit. I don't do that either, cause then, cause then you'd be like, well, "Let me see, it's so fucking <laughs> yeah, that's good." True. Yeah, but if you just, yo, it's real chill, and, so, and my friends, like real homies, notice, cause they've done this before for me, and they, this is, I appreciate this. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, you kicking it with the homies, you know what I'm saying? They they, they throw you the ox court, you know? You like, hey, I'm, I'm going to put my nigga Adam on. You know, don't say nothing. Just play it, you know? Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, yo, this kind of this slamming. Yo, what, what, what is this? What, what's this? Oh, um, oh, oh this? Yeah, oh, that's oh you talking about this? this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this? This right here? Hey, uh, you know, it's just, just the homie I know. You know, it's just Black Adam. I always say that, too. Say our name. Say our stage name. Don't be like, oh, it's just the homie Jonathan. Don't say that. Say, oh, this is JT, JT the human. It's a you know, little local rapper out of Dallas, Houston area. Uh, you know, he be kind of fire. I like him. I fucks with him. I fucks with him. You, you check him out. Check him out. He on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, at JT the human. But, you know, whatever. It's no pressure. Yeah, it's it, no pressure. Get it on the ground floor because it's going up. It's it's not exactly. Get it on the ground floor because it's going up. You know what I'm saying? That stock is real cheap right now. You know, you could be one of those hipsters that said that they, uh, you know, they fucked with me. I should make that my fucking Twitter handle. I should, be, I should be like, I should be like, you could be one of the people that said they fucked with me before I popped. That's a <laughs> long, me. that's a long handle. Not a handle. I'm sorry. A bio. A bio. Oh, gotcha, bio. gotcha, gotcha. At, at, you could be one of the people that fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> And this week for the Hit Theory album review, we are doing uh, Good News by none other than Megan the Stallion. Houston, Houston Powerhouse. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That, that, that wasn't it. Wilbur. No. That should have been, been her ad lib. James, <laughs> James Baxter. Yeah. Oh, uh, we have yeah, fun here. Uh, we do, you know, we do, we do. You know, what I'm saying, you know, it, it, it's you know, we keep it business, sometimes but you know, it's, like, it's sometimes, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's fun and gay. Yeah, but I, yeah. But I guess you know now. <laughs> you wouldn't let me do it. You wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to turn tables. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so we're doing um, good news. Uh, and uh, this this was your first, I'm sure, your first Megan Thee Stallion album that you ever listened to. Isn't this her uh, first commercial album? Is it? Was it her debut album? I don't think so. Hold on. I thought it was. Where the, fuck is my, where the hell is my phone at? Because she, she blew up uh, with Hot Girl Summer. Off a of mixtape. Got rich off a of mixtape. Um, let me see. Let me see. I consider this is what I've decided. And this is, <laughs> no one else has said this, but anything that's on streaming is considered an album to me. I don't care what you want want to call it. You put it on streaming, it's an album. Uh, So if I click on see all of her albums, uh, let's see. There seems to be this thing. That's just like a a chopped remix, a chopped and screwed remix. Oh, I bet that's dope. Oh, my God. Damn, that's dope. She's got something called Sugar that she put out. Um, uh, Fresh Off Fostering a Movement, like Hot Girl Summer. Uh, Oh, it's a Sugar EP. But it's nine songs. Okay, so that's an EP. Um, let's see. Fever. What's that? This is an album. Uh, yeah, this was released 2019. This has Cash Shit, uh, Shake That, Money Good, Dance, Ratchet, uh, Big Drank. Um, let me see. That looks like an album. It's possible she has a couple albums out before this. Uh, if not, she's got, she has some stuff. She has some projects. Um, she had some stuff that came out in 2018, something called Tina Snow, uh, and then Make It Hot, let's see, that was a 2017 project, uh, 23 Minutes, so yeah, uh, but this is, this is probably, since, um, you know, WAP fame, and, and I would say, like, in the last year, year and a half, Megan Stein has really been ascending, uh, to, you know, to heights, uh, and I would say right now she is, would you say she's more popular than Travis Scott? 
they, I think they're in the same. I think they're in the same stratosphere. That's what I would say. I know that Travis Scott has a lot of fans that that rage. I would say she's know, more like she's more popular, but she's not more famous. That's a good. I think that's a good way to put it. I, I would say the same stratosphere. I I I think they're at the same party. I don't know if they have the same amount of money or whatever. Uh, Travis be making a lot of moves, but I think they're at the same party. She's she's what's buzzing right now. Definitely not Travis yeah. Scott, but he's got you know like he's definitely. I would consider him a bigger star than her. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair enough. Um, but yeah. So but but so this was good news. Um, and this song, you know, this album is seventeen songs, forty nine minutes. Uh, it. Uh, and I feel like I had I listened to this twice, obviously. Um, and I had some opinions. I think the first time, the first time I listened to it, I was like, you know, this is, you know, it, you know, it got some good songs on here, but it, I thought it was just a commercial album. Um, but the second time I listened to it, I feel like I had uh, stronger opinions about more of the songs, and I think I, I think I like this album. Um, I, I, I think that I like it. I think that I, I actually would come back to some of these songs. Um, I like the energy that she brings. Uh, but what did you think about it? But I guess before we kind of get more, more granular, just overall. Um. Overall, I First thought it was it's kind of eh for me. Like there were definitely a few songs that I that I liked a lot, but mm-hmm. I think as a whole, it wasn't a great album. Yeah, I could see that. I I could see that. I assumed you probably wouldn't like it. And I feel like um, it wasn't even just because you know you you hate women you know having good sex and she talks about having good sex <laughs> quite a bit on this album. Honestly, like, Adam's not gonna Adam's not gonna like that. I feel like what <laughs> ruined it for me was the production. The production. So who produced this album? Because that was something that was confusing for me. Uh, so I let's think, talk about I think it was on, a few different top. people. Uh, okay. And I didn't actually look up. up. Like there were there were a ton of tags. <laughs> there were so many tags on this album. That shit was funny. Most of them were made. Um, I saw something. So it's so it's funny because I I was pretty sure that it was you know produced by a bunch of different people, but I saw that um, isn't isn't Megan Thee Stallion having an album being produced by Q Tip at some point? I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it wasn't this one. No, no, no. So this was November 18th. Q-Tip confirms Megan The Stallion collaboration is coming soon. A collaboration? Uh, that doesn't mean album. Oh, and then... Um, uh, well, I think that, that they were... That they It was talking about like a, an album, but it could just be a collaboration. But I've heard the stories of an album. But as I'm reading this, Megan The Stallion is expected to unleash her Rock Nation debut good news on Friday. So that is what is it, debut. It's her debut from Rock Nation. Uh, and so that's big. Because it's probably the, her first debut under like a major label, um, which might as well be your debut album. So, so that kind of clears that clears that up. It looks like, um, yeah, the the producers. It was kind of all over the place. There were, wow, Juicy J did he produced one of the songs? Yo, you didn't hear his tag? I thought he produced two of them. You didn't hear his tag? Um, yeah, he did do two of them. He did three of them. Juicy, yeah, he had Juicy J did a few. Uh, Buddha Bless did. I think two of them. Um, Scott Storch did one. Oh, that doesn't count. Not Scott Storch. Ignore that. <laughs> that uh, look, I'll tell you what this album uh, did for me. So, because I I was kind of feeling what you felt at first, but when I listened to it again, my mind uh, state was different. I was in that traffic, and I was like, and I was like, this is this now. This is like a clubbing album. I could hear so many of these songs, you know, just being like club bangers and being like. Like songs for women that women could say, um, and rap to, and they like the lyrics. I thought were very like, well, yeah, that was definitely rap. what it was yeah. supposed to be. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, but I guess to start, but I couldn't so, see uh, any of these in a club. I mean, I I couldn't see. 
Not not all of these were club banger songs, is what I mean. No, no, no. Some of these are songs that you play on the way to the club, and then like on the way away from the club. Like it's a club night album. Not necessarily all like in the club bangers, but I feel like this is like some of these songs are played. You're getting ready with the girls, you know, like to go out, like to the club. Like then the Uber gets here. Some of them are being played in the Uber, and then like one or two of them is you're probably gonna hear like on the night out, and then maybe you you know if you guys are still hype, you're playing one more on the way back home. You know, or wherever the hell you're going. I don't know how a fun night out ends for a group of ladies. Um, I've never been. So, <laughs> but uh, this but, is, this uh, is that's, an album I would say is okay to listen to on shuffle on the first listen. Uh, yeah, I still wouldn't do that. Um, just because I think that's sick. Uh, and, <laughs> I do and, too. And if that's and if you're, that's how if I you're feel about this it, album. If you're listening to it on shuffle. You might as well listen to it straight, straight through. You're not. There's nothing. Yeah, that's true. There's nothing at the end that you're missing. It's basically a shuffle um, if you listen to it yeah. straight through. Um, but how do you think the way? And, so, and that's a good thing. So this album doesn't have like a lot of sequencing to it. Um, Which I feel like it could have. I feel like it would have been a lot better if they if they had sequenced it differently. I feel like really? they're because I didn't think that there was any like, like most of the songs are upbeat. Like it doesn't like drop into a. There's one song on here that I think is terrible. I don't think I don't think that there uh there are too many bad songs. Some of just are forgettable. Um but I think that if you really like Megan the Stallion, you'll think that those are like those are good songs. Like there's one song I think is just bad though, that I don't think like I'm sure like even her fans are like, E. Like I don't know if I I like that, that I thought about. Which one are you talking about? Uh Don't Rock Me to Sleep. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think that's her her thing. Um uh, let's see though. Uh, yeah, that one felt a lot. That that felt really unnatural. Yeah, like, it felt I felt like, like they like they, they told her, "Hey, we yeah. need we need this from you. You're not giving us this." And then she was like, "Okay, let's try to do that." And they did it, and they like lied, and they're like, "This is good." And it's just <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like they were they were trying to hit a demographic with that with that song. Exactly like a, a on Twitter point. on Twitter they were saying uh, like there's I think there's some kind of gif or like video. Uh, but you know, it's like some for the kids, some for the kids, you know, some for the kids. <laughs> it's just like, uh, and so I guess that that's kind of what it was. It also didn't really fit the her the vibe. Yeah. I felt like yeah, yeah because it, it was, it was so about... soft. Like all yeah, all the other weird. all the other songs were like ah 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 hot girl shit. I don't need no man. And then this one is like, <laughs> it's like how could you cheat on me? Yeah, like, like feelings <laughs> and shit. Like what? Yeah, what exactly. Is that? Feelings <laughs> and shit. Feelings and shit. And her whole vibe and auto tune like singing. This female like mat uh, like version of like uh you know a player you know like um like a person who is you know just just you know kind of controls men at the whims like she doesn't feel beholden to any man she even says on one line she was like if someone stole my man it's like I needed I needed a nigga off my hands shit I had I had too many had too many on my plate you know what I'm saying so I appreciate it uh <laughs> it's funny there's um so but, but I like the way it starts so it starts off with that shots fired song uh. Which is, of course, referencing the um, the the Tory Lanez thing. What do you think right. about that? I I thought that was, and this is I had I did I never listened to any of the Tory Lanez stuff from that album that he put out. So I don't know if he mm-hmm. said any of this stuff in his in, assume in assume any he of did. his songs. Assume he did. But uh, I thought it shed some interesting light on the situation because it was from what what I got from that song was that their their argument leading up to the shooting had something to do with Tory Lanez thinking that she was cock blocking him on his birthday. Yeah. 
And it, it, it talked about, because I think some people were confused about, like, her friend maybe unfollowing her or doing something. I think she kind of spoke about her friend maybe not being loyal to her or something. Right. Like, after um, after all of the controversy came up, her friend kind of switched up and, exactly. and took Tory Lanez's side. Exactly. And look, man, this is all I have to say, bro. If you if you guys think that, that, that Tory Lanez is not lying, I just want you to tell me what did happen. Because Megan's giving me a story. Tory Lanez is not giving me a story. So I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, you just want me to not believe this other story? Like, you have to have a story. Tell me what happened. What was the reason? <laughs> what was the reason? That's all. I just, I just want to. How sweat. I, I, say that, I say that so many times. I'm just, I'm just like, what was the reason? <laughs> just, I just, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, just, just let me know. Uh, yeah, I agree with yeah. you that this was a good, like, it was a, it was a great start to the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it kind definitely of what was like, on uh, everyone's minds. Exactly, exactly. Um, and you know, just and then I just kinda of like how she was just like she was like, you know, if you if you believe in you a goofy ass nigga, if you believe you're a goofy ass bitch. I'm so sick of these goofy <laughs> ass niggas and goofy ass bitches. Uh and you know, it's hard and it matches her aesthetic. Her aesthetic is hard, yeah. you know. Uh and um and then, you know, going on into circles, I actually I really like circles. Circles mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, so it starts off really good. I would have liked it. I, want, I wanted the album to stay kind of like this hard. Me too, yeah. that's Yeah. Uh, and specifically, I, I wanted it to stay that kind of, like that Circles vibe, that like uh, New Orleans bounce that, that yeah. I kind of got from Circles. I, yeah. think, I think that sounded really good for her. That was a great way to describe what New Orleans bounce. Yeah, she sounded great on it. Where's she um, from? She's from like Mississippi or something, right? Who, Megan Thee Stallion? Yeah. Where's no, she Houston. from? Oh, Houston. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's that's still. <laughs> oh, okay. bro. Yes, bro. Yeah, that's why. That's what we're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Now then we get to the first feature in the album, the baby. Uh, um, and then some other features kind of pop up um, from here to basically from crybaby to body. Uh, we get a lot of features, and um, so I guess let's kind of briefly talk about that because I don't, you know, I don't like going song by song. So what do you think about the features? Um, so I thought they were all kind of, well, I guess besides, Who's the best? let's, let's name the best feature and the worst feature Okay. and don't include Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> I, I think the best feature, I mean, even including Beyonce, well, okay. I won't talk about Beyonce. I just said Beyonce. don't include Beyonce. I, I won't you. include Beyonce. Thank you. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to save our show. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> and I just want you to I think SZA say. had the best feature on this album. Yeah, she did. Okay, so you said that, that correctly. She did. That song, she was singing on that song is beautiful. I can't wait for the next album. I'm like, she, yeah, she killed it. Yeah, like she, she sounded, she sounded really good. Yeah, and, and that's why, and that's why I'm like, bro, like, there's just so much that we can do with her voice. I'm, I want her album to be so interesting. So I really hope that they got something dope coming. Yeah, that didn't really. Uh, now that now that you mention it, like now that I'm thinking about it, like she, you don't really hear her sing like that on her, on most of her things. Like she doesn't really. That that gave me like a '90s R&B type. Vibe. Yes, yeah. She doesn't really softer do that. and like yeah. So I just I want I want just it, it was slightly different. I kind of liked it, um, and I like that song. That, I think that's a good song, that Freaky Girl song. Um, Lil Durk has been on everything this year. This has yeah. been his year. Uh, he hasn't done bad. I don't think that he was bad on this one. I I don't necessarily love that it's song, okay. but exactly. Um, the worst. If I had to pick the worst feature, maybe Big Sean. I no. I would have no, said the baby. No. Okay, so okay, so the baby. I'm kind of getting sick of the baby, um, just because it's it should have went now, but a minute, and nana, but nana, 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 His flow is kind of it's so repetitive all the time, and it's not. And he's just kind of oversaturating 
Like I, I hear him doing features on everything now. Yeah, I think it's a little too. But much. I feel like um, in this instance, like I think this is his worst verse that I've ever heard him do on any. Really, yeah. I I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was like I that. It was bad. Like, it, it definitely. I remember hearing it and being like, "This is one of my least favorite ones." You didn't. I know, but I liked it. But at the same time, I liked the line. Uh, oh, you oh you don't respond to my text. You don't want all my diamonds and sex. <laughs> like well, that's the hook like of the song. That's not. That yeah, doesn't even like count as a my... verse. But he says it though. So is 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 him. Uh, but uh, and that's his feature. I'm not talking about the verse. Talk about the feature. Uh, Uh, his his verse is whack. (laughs) You know what? I'm a dime is the same. I what made me the angriest about this song? (laughs) Why why is that so funny to me? (laughs) Um, Oh, and then I liked uh, all the names that he was doing, and then I liked how she did the same thing. That's 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 what I didn't like. (laughs) He he, he just (laughs) does like eight bars of him just saying people's names, like his Mambo number five. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but then I guess when Megan did it, I did like it. Uh, just because, only because my name was one of the names she said, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, oh!" But then I went back and I read the lyric, and it's unfortunate because she says, uh, "She says, keep me a freak. Who the flavor of the week? If I make up the rules, then I don't think it's cheating." Jordan, Tommy, Timothy, Daniel, which one might let Jonathan bring in Sarah? And that sounds dope because it's like, oh, so like, am, like I'm bringing in Sarah. For us to have a, a threesome, I'm hoping. But then the part of me is worried. What if she's just? Like, <laughs> you're just like, the, you're like, just the courier. <laughs> yeah, bro. What if, what if I'm just getting cucked by Megan the Stallion with Sarah? That's hilarious. Uh, and uh, I mean, do I get to watch? Can I watch? <laughs> no. <laughs> she probably let you watch. Uh, yeah, she's a freak. She's. I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure she's letting me in. I'm sure I'm into the party. I'm sure. But it's just not clear in the lyrics, Megan. It's not clear. So uh, if you could get back to me. At JT the Human, now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'll my be... least favorite part about this song, uh, besides yeah. him like just listing names for eight bars, is the 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 tag that they do twice at the beginning and the end of the song. That's not the baby. That's my baby. <laughs> I don't remember that part, but I guess yeah, <laughs> it I happens. It happens. I probably just blocked at it. Least I probably twice. just blocked it out. I probably just blocked it out. There were so many uh, bad tags on this album. I like the City Girls song, uh, "Do It on the Tip." Uh, they had a line that that was good. I forgot what it was. It like uh, it was in the chorus though. Let's see if I can look it up. Yeah, they had some good. There were some good tight bars in that. In that it was song. just it was just it was just vibe. I I love whenever she would say real hot girl shit. Um, I kind of felt like this album was too long. I wish it maybe if it was a little bit shorter, that could have helped. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily lengthwise, song song length. That's something I never thought about until recently. This song, I I thought seventeen tracks is too much, even if it's only forty nine minutes. I yeah, don't and know that's why I felt that. that's part of what made me not like the album as much because it's it's almost an hour. Of, you know, the songs don't vary enough to me. Yeah. To yeah. warrant and subject matter wise, subject yeah. matter wise, it's subject all matter wise, and like, and like vibe wise, it's all kind of yeah, you know heavy vibe-wise. heavy bassy. Kind of like uh-huh. 808s, or it doesn't know, take you like, on a journey. Yeah, and then it's kind of just a destination. This album, and then when it does change up, it changes up to this to this weird like yeah. 90s like corny synthy sound. Yeah, that I you know I'm like, why did you do this? But um, but yeah, just weird weird decisions like that. And uh, going going back to you know the City Girls song. I I had two questions actually. Uh, for you, mm-hmm. one: Who is Hot Girl Meg? Because on the on the uh, when I listened to it on Spotify, it said 
that this song had Megan the Stallion, City Girls, and Hot Girl Meg. So did Megan the Stallion have a an alter ego? Let me see. Um because I don't know about that. But that wouldn't be crazy. Or is there someone else named but, Hot Girl but, Meg? But if that's the case, let me see I'm looking. Yeah, if she has an alter ego called Hot Girl Meg, then was she lying to us when she did Hot Girl Summer and she said that she was a hot girl? I think that, well, no, she could still be a hot girl and just have an alter ego who goes by Hot Girl Meg. But um, no, I think that's just her because I'm looking at it right now and there's nobody else on here and there's no one else listed anywhere else. But on Spotify, it may be that way. Yeah, on Spotify, it says Hot Girl Meg. Yeah, let me see. Um, I'm trying to find what that line was. Maybe it was Sugar Baby. Uh, I could have sworn. Let's see, do it on the dick. Do it, do it on the dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do it on the dick. Do it, do it on the dick. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> just, just kind of running through that line. Wait, let me check out. It might be uh, the next song, Sugar Baby. There was, there was just one line that I was just like, oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, Sugar Baby lyrics, Megan. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, my other question it, it, before we move it, it on. Like didn't, it like didn't, it like didn't rhyme. Yeah, keep, 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 like, I'm trying to find it. It was, um, for, I, I thought, I thought that song could have been the best song on this album, or at least one of the, like, top three Which for one? sure. The, the one with City Girls, Do It On The Dick. Oh, okay, cool. But I think the, I thought the, the beat didn't get hype enough for the bars mm-hmm. that they were, that they were rhyming. You know what I mean? Like, I, it was, because they, I felt like it needed more more bounce. Like it was mostly just the just the kick. It was like it was it was I felt like I was waiting for a drop that never came until the end after they were done. Hmm. I feel that. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh my god, I'm so glad I found it. <laughs> it's the pre chorus. It's only in some it's only in some parts. Uh it's the so uh I don't even know who's doing it. Uh but it's it is on the uh, the sugar baby song. I guess it was just uh Megan. But um, just in the pre-chorus, it's like, oh, he want a bad bitch? Well, I want a nigga with some money and a lawn dick. Buy me <laughs> yeah. my car. If you my boyfriend, invest in this pussy boy, support black business. And I was just like, I just, I don't know why I just like that. Like, I, it didn't even rhyme really. But just invest in this pussy boy, support black business. I thought it was just a dope line. It was just hard. Uh, but yeah, um, movie kind of like I was a little dirt kind of was not as exciting for me. Um, and then we get to body. So, how do you feel about Body? Body is probably the biggest single from this one so far. Um, that and Girls in the Hood uh, are what I've heard on the radio a bunch. Um, you heard Girls in the Hood on the radio? I heard Girls in the Hood on the radio before. Um, Both of those songs annoyed out. the hell out of me. What? I thought... Okay, so I... That's crazy. I thought Body was a good like song, album, cause it, but uh, the hook was so stupid. It's stupid, but if you like... So, it's become a TikTok trend, and I feel like now I don't mind the hook at all. Yeah, I know isn't. It isn't seems like a hook that it would shouldn't be a good TikTok it should, trend. It shouldn't. Well, yeah, because I got dances to it. Yeah. Body yaddy 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 yaddy. But the very first time that I heard it, I was like, you. I was like, this is annoying because it's too much. It's like. You know what it like, felt like it. to me? What? Was um that that Kendrick song with Future in it when he went, la di da di da, slap bum slap. That's. No. Not, not, it didn't sound. <laughs> I'm not saying it sounded like that, but that's, that's how it made me feel. 
Oh, interesting. It made me no, feel that it didn't same me, way. It didn't make me feel like that. But but once again, I can't even relate because now I associate it with like just like dancing. With like when I hear that dancing. song, I only I only think of dancing. And so like and I just think of people like just really going like hard as fuck. Like like to just that song. Um and I've heard like people say like body yaddy 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 before, like when they're talking about their bodies. So I just like, you know, I, I can just see people like really doing it. Um I think the song is fine. I think it does have that ability to be annoying, but I think the beat is really good. Um, just to jump to Girls in the Hood. You don't like Girls in the Hood, bro? That song had. That, I didn't like, like old. Like I didn't like the. Time. I didn't like the use but of samples. Good, I'm a in bad this bitch. Uh, That's all. I can see it's that. Didn't really like the sample. My, That's fine. My problem yeah. is to keep going back to the production. Yeah, because yeah, the the bars were fine. You didn't like the. You didn't like the that she's a. Um, uh, what did she say? I I know that. I mean, it's the line. I've said it, I've said it before, but uh, I think I said it on this podcast before. But the line she has about Sasuke that didn't that didn't do it for you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, let me see. Uh, girls in the hood. Um, girls in the hood lyrics. Uh, and that's why I'm assuming Scott Storch probably produced the original uh, one for. Um, for you didn't like uh, the. Easy I'm a e. hot girl. I do hot shit. Spend this income on my outfit. No, that part was fine. It's just the beat sucked, and oh, you just hated the beat, and it made me dislike the song. I like the beat, so I don't know if I stand by that. I like the beat, but you know, you you have the right to your opinion, as we all do. Yeah, I didn't, all I didn't do. like it, as we all do. Um, I think people need but, to stop know. sampling. You don't like samples? Not not sampling, but it's just they're reaching for the easy, the easy sample. I mean, it's yeah, literally not nepotism. and not even like not easy as in like oh it'll be easy to turn this into a good song because obviously I think they failed doing that. But Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. She said, pussy like a wild fox looking for a Sasuke. Come on, that's a bar. <laughs> that's a fucking bar. I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. At first I thought she was just talking about Sasuke because like Sasuke is like, you know, must be like the attractive boy from, from Naruto. But no, she's saying that her pussy is the nine-tails fox, right, yeah. bro. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Naruto and Sasuke gay.com. That's my website. Follow me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't cut it out, bro. It's the truth that people need to hear it. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, okay, I essentially didn't like that one. I liked it. Um, but those were the two singles. Uh, I will say the song after that is maybe my favorite song. What's the one? It's after between. That? It's between uh, what's new circles and outside probably for my favorite. Uh, like non like. I think what's song. new was my favorite. What's new? Oh, I I love the chorus to What's New. That's like that's the kind of simple rap chorus that I just think always sounds good. Oh, yeah. Uh, that should have been the single. That should have been the single beat that for pussy this album. Red. So ooh, I feel like it will be on the radio. That one's gonna be on the radio for sure. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Um, but that one's good. Uh, that one, that, that another, one and outside another is sample. my favorite. Yeah, yeah. So I okay, cool. I listed. So we had we had all the same favorites because I was like my favorites are between Circles, What's New, and Outside. Um, outside is just a great song. I think. Uh, I think that should have been but, the last song on the album. Yeah, that would have been a great. Don't stop. Ending song. I, so it's funny because you you thought that you you said that you thought the baby was the worst feature. I said Big Sean, but I think I, I took it back. I think Young Thug's feature was very underwhelming. And maybe if that song wasn't the last song, I wouldn't feel that way. But mm-hmm. because it was, it felt like it did not do anything for me. And it's crazy because I had previously I think on this podcast have called Young Thug like a a genius, a feature right? king, yeah, yeah, feature a king, feature yeah. genius. Uh, and this was just wow. I I just don't think that he meshed the right way. And he didn't do um, any of his normal exactly his like, like vocal his young, tricks. His young thug eccentric, you know, eccentricities or whatever you would call. Yeah, it. Yeah, he was real low his, key with uh, it. 
Yeah, I didn't like that, which is crazy. Because <laughs> I was like, how did, how did I get here? Did I? Did he rap normal? <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not what I want from you. I want, 2020, I want the... he wasn't. Yeah, COVID, COVID had him uh, fucked up. <laughs> COVID had him fucked up? Oh, man. Uh, that would be funny if that was what it was. Uh, what do you think about this uh, Intercourse Pop Can um, uh, song? That song was hilarious to me just because of the sexy well intercourse. intercourse. And they, they yeah. did what Ariana Grande was too scared to do. To, to do? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, she didn't oh make some sort That's of funny. innuendo to put in her title. She said, nah, we fuck it. You should make that the album <laughs> the podcast title. What Ariana was too too afraid to do. <laughs> that song has popped uh, popped off on TikTok too, and I hate it because I I still think that's a silly song. I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely silly. Yeah, but that's I'd like it for its silliness. I think, and this one, you do? this one, I felt like her singing kind of worked for this song, as yeah, opposed to um, "Don't Rock Me to Sleep." For it gave me yeah. Missy Elliott vibes uh, for some reason. I mean, and Missy Elliott doesn't really sing, but I don't know, just the maybe the intensity, like the her her level of energy, kind of felt like Missy Elliott. In that I could see that. I could see that. Uh, but cool, cool. Um, all right. So I mean, I guess like the only the only song we haven't talked about was the Savage remix with Beyonce. Um, we kind of already talked about that. Uh, we did an episode uh where we kind of had like a, a discussion or current events where we talked about um Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce and Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat, uh, kind of chasing it for that number one spot. Twitter was involved. Uh, Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj won. We lamented that. Thought that it was you know whack. So obviously the song is good. Uh, it's kind of I I I I don't blame her for putting this song on this album because it's Beyonce. Yeah, of course she it's was a successful song. hundred percent. It's not even a question. How do you feel about? And this came out like earlier this year, but we are in December right now. How do you feel about songs that come out like at the beginning of the year uh, that end up on albums later in the year? Um, like because it, it happens a lot. It's in the only time. Like Joey Badass. Yeah, put people an album do it. He had, devastated like uh you know some people have had this one song on like three projects right like dior technically was on three, three projects by pop smoke uh i i think there's a time and a place i think this was definitely the time and the place so so <laughs> so, so so it works here job. it was definitely it's one it's one of the it's one of the better songs on the album still um i kind of Beyonce i feel like Beyonce. i i was kind of over it though like i i definitely agree with the choice to put it on this album i personally I think I. It does feel. I might have it, it, the hype isn't just there. Because the I, hype isn't there. You've I heard. Like, yeah, been, you, you, been I skipped it that. on my second. I skipped it on my second listen. I was like, "What am I really gonna have to say about this song?" Right. Uh, and, and and the album is not sequenced, y'all. So it's not as if this song, you know, is has some kind of like context within the album. It doesn't. There's not a story to her being a savage. Um, and I just wish, man. I, I it sounds lame because it's like I, I feel like if you listen to this podcast, you could be like, "Well, John's is not gonna like it because it didn't tell no damn story." And it's like, no, that's not that's not the case. I just feel like when you when you give you know some kind of story, some kind of meaning, it makes it so much easier for me to grab onto your project. Mm-hmm. It like it it's it, it like I can sink my teeth into it. It's fleshy. Uh, it it doesn't need to be like uh, like the Kali Uchis album didn't necessarily you know it, they do have those skits and those like talking points in the beginning of the songs but it doesn't necessarily have like a big yeah like a narrative. fluid narrative but it but it feels like there's context there like there's you know there's there's some sort of uh, transition that's happening I'm I'm going on some sort of path um, I actually saw her talk about the album online because people were like giving her some shit for because she said she didn't want to be a pop star she just wants to make music which I completely get um, but uh, 
so I I like I I just like all the thought that goes into an album sometimes. Um, and I just think people make albums differently. You know, some people I think this is an album where she was like, I'm trying to get a collection of what I consider to be good songs. Mm-hmm. I want to create the most like hype, like you know, like pot potential. So basically, I got 17 shots to make your favorite song, and I'm gonna do it. That's what this album felt like. To yeah. Me. There was um, a there was a and, quote that they put in um in the little you know interactive like pictures that Spotify does for for the songs now. I forget what they call it, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But um like what what's on the like the newspaper that she's holding in the on the album cover um under under good news in the like the the stinger, I guess, for for whatever article she's supposed to be reading. It says, in the midst of everything going on in news and going on in the in the world and with me, this album will be fun, exciting, and good news. Exactly. So it was supposed to be light. Um, and, you know, I mean, maybe that was the goal. I still think that it's, I mean, this is what I think. I think for a debut album under Rock Nation, it is fine. It's not a glimmering success i don't think that i would consider it a flop either uh i'm sure monetarily depending on how it does like you know people will say that i don't musically context contextually i don't think it's a flop i just don't think it is outstanding um like you said meh i would say okay uh i would say that it it does not hurt her we were talking about how the big day was such a drop off in quality for chance yeah i don't i don't think this is like that this me. was not that. Um, and even though we haven't necessarily listened to her other projects, this wasn't, you know, just from her, from where she was at, the music she was making, you know, the songs that we heard her put out, uh, this was not a a drop-off, um, like, like, of quality, like, in regards to that. Um, so so that's good. But I think when the issue, though, or, or, or not even an issue, but the, the desire when you have an artist like this is you want them to who has all this buzz? You want them to exceed expectations. Uh, so this kind of like met expectations. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like when well, I thought I think about it was the a little, album, a little below expectations for me. Yeah, I mean, and that's maybe because you had high expectations for this album. Um, I don't know why you would, but uh, so dope, so dope. So that's the album. I would say. So would you recommend it, bro? Uh, um, I. I think just go listen to Circles, What's New, and Outside, and you probably uh, and you've and you've heard the best of this album. Uh, I think I would say there's a couple more. Look, and maybe do it on the on the tip. Yeah, do it. Here's the thing: put, put the album on shuffle. If you don't like Megan, if you like Megan, go check out the album because you got you got some new music to listen to, and you're gonna like it. That's that's point blank. Uh, if you don't really like Megan, like you just like Savage, and you like her as a person, and you don't necessarily know too much about her. Uh, go put the album on shuffle. You know what I'm saying? Like, go do some some shit. Put the album on shuffle. If you find yourself not wanting to change it, you know, be good. If you do find yourself wanting to change it, make sure you at least heard circles, uh, what's new and outside. Um, you know, just give those a, ch- a shot because I, I truly believe those are good songs. Yeah, I actually don't think but, I would have made it all the way through this album actually if we weren't if exactly. I wasn't listening to it for the exactly for the exactly. review and so and that's the reality is that like you could listen to this album and be like mm, nah like when i first listened to it it was definitely kind of like a struggle just because it's 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 49 minutes which isn't that long with 17 songs and that's for some reason feels very very long like i like when when i get like 10 songs in it's kind of like mental mentally mental exhaustion of like having because my brain keeps tracks of song changes some people they don't do that they have to like go and actively like 
look, I know when a song has changed. I'm constantly thinking beginning, end, beginning, end, beginning, end. Uh, and so, like, I only look to know the title, but I know when a song has changed. And th- so when I get to, like, song, like, like, when we get around, like, Don't Rock Me to Sleep, and I, like, are, like, intercourse, you know, so it's, like, 11 to 13 tracks, and I'm, like, looking up, and I'm, like, fuck, I still got, like, six songs to go? Like, that, you know, that's, like, a lot. Um, even though it's only, like, you know, at that point, probably, like, 10 to 11 minutes of content left. Uh, but, um, but you know, it's just it's just a lot. So I, I think that it can be hard to get through. Um, but I don't think that it's a bad album. And I think there's stuff on here that you could appreciate. Uh, if you don't like Megan Thee Stallion, I do not think this is going to convince you otherwise. This is not some sort of, like, uh, you know, musical masterpiece that, that, you know, could be appreciated regardless of genre. Uh, that's the good news. Uh, we love you, Meg. Uh, you're in our hearts always. We support you. Um, hot girl shit. Uh, you know, you know, we're two boys on this podcast, but we love to to you know to to do some hot girl shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Moi, bro. Yeah, all of her ad libs are just big and sexy. Real hot girl shit. Sexy ad libs. Yeah. Real hot girl shit. There's a trend of people just saying that on, on TikTok and then doing random shit, like, like just, just like freaking out or like watching TV, like, like because it's true. Hot girl shit is whatever you make it. Because you know you're all hot girls, and we believe that here at Hit Theory. Um, all of our fans are hot girls. Uh, but uh, now it's time for our to transition into our. Lyrical, miracle, spherical, tyrical, uh, 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 jerical, um, uh, shake it up and and watch it disappearical. Uh, Load it up and uh, here we go. Oh, um, um, uh, I mean, uh, uh, swimming pool, uh, mystery artist game. Swimming pool. Bro, shut up. I got my artist. You got your, oh, is it your turn? Who did it last time? Was it me? I think so. Oh, no, it was me, wasn't it? Because I made you guess Nick Cannon. Yeah, 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 Nick Cannon. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I did it, I did it. Okay, sweet. Awesome. I got to prepare shit. I love that. Love that for me. Uh, Actually, have okay. we done this person yet? We might have done this person. Well, that's on, that's on you. Say their name. <sighs> <laughs> and, then, and then I'll be like, we haven't done it. Do them. <laughs> did we do Jason Derulo? No, we haven't. Damn it. Do them. Come on, do them. <laughs> his birth name ready put his, a minute on the clock his birth jason name derulo. is jason derulo but it's spelled like differently ridiculously d-e-s-r-o-u-l-e-a-u-x well that's not derulo that's derulo that's desrulo desrulo that's desert that's desiree Der- no, I know. I sat next to Desiree. Jason Desrulo. Desrulo. <laughs> Jason Desiree. Um, all right. Be good. I got. I got. Good. I got somebody though. A streetcar named Desiree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's. <laughs> I listened to that album. Oh my god! Is it out? What? No. Uh, oh, you're saying you listened to that album? I was like, that's a movie, right? <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Are you ready? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Before you start, before you start, before you start. Oh, the rules. Yeah. Uh, I I have a musical artist in mind. And yes. I, and I'm... <laughs> and JT has a minute on the clock to, to guess who it is. 
I'm gonna give him a bunch of clues off of Wikipedia, uh, and he's gonna try and guess who it is. You at home, uh, if you would like to, you know. No, you will. You will play along. <laughs> Unless you will <laughs> punk. Uh, are gonna, you know, guess along with him. If you beat his time, let us know. We'll send you, you know, a nice medal. Uh, mm-hmm. co- the coveted prize uh, for this episode. It is coveted. It is coveted. Um, if you, you know, didn't quite get it, let us know anyway. We'll we'll send you something, something nice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, a little some some. But cool, but cool. Um, so let us know. And <laughs> uh, but without further ado, Adam, are you ready to begin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? All right. Yes, I am. Pow. All right. DJ, spin that clock. No, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. No. Uh, no. Yeah, a minute on the clock. Here we I, go. I usually, say, I usually say maestro. I usually say maestro. Put My, I'm not. I don't, I don't say that word. Maestro, put a minute on the clock, sir. Good sir. My dear. He's a good man. He's been with my family for years. Oh, that's nice. Does good work. Uh, this person was born February third, nineteen ninety. Jamie Foxx. No. Oh, nineteen ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Nineteen ninety. You said seventy. Nineteen ninety. He was born in Florida. No. Bow Wow. No. Romeo. No. The Romeo. No. Um, is he a rapper? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Kinda. Okay. No. 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 He's not. Okay. No. Is he an artist? No. Yes. Frank Ocean. No. Uh, this person was discovered on MySpace. Bryson Tiller. No. Uh, MySpace. 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 Uh, MySpace. Another clue. Another clue. Um, this person's most popular song came out in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Is it, are they? Uh, what 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 ethnicity is this person? Uh, it's a black guy. Okay. Um, you're not supposed to let me ask questions. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, okay, it's a black guy. Uh, you say African American? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, really, uh, I don't want to say this because it'll give it away. So I'm gonna wait a little bit longer. Okay, then do that. Do that. Save the clip. Um, uh, I, I, you said R and B, right? Yeah. Kind of R okay. R R and B kind of pop. Two thousand and seven. I'm trying to think. Nineteen ninety is three years older than us. So who is like thirty right now? Nineteen ninety. Uh, the weekend. No. Um. Um. Yeah. 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 We we were born nineteen ninety three, or at least I was. You were born nineteen ninety two, I think. This person was um, the opening act for Gwen Stefani's The Sweet Escape Tour. Oh, that's crazy. Gwen coming up again. Uh, Akon? No. Uh, <laughs> You're close. Um. Uh, this person is Jamaican. Oh, Sean Kingston. Yeah. Your way to beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work. I think that I actually beat everybody else that time because I bet that the minute you said Jamaican, that's when someone probably got it, maybe. Maybe that they knew about the Gwen Stefani, Sean Kingston connection. I don't know what my next but, clue would have been, so I'm, but I'm I glad you got it right. anybody just naming R&B people. Because I'm not even sure if I'd say Sean Kingston's R&B, even though I don't know what else I would say he is. So I probably would have said the same clue. Because you couldn't have said Jamaican R&B, because that would have been... <laughs> well, yeah, I was going like, to... Like, the yeah. genres that they have for him are hip-hop, reggae, fusion, dance hall, R&B, dance pop, electro-pop, doo-wop. Good clue. Electro-pop, doo-wop? Th- those, are, those are two separate things. Oh. 
<laughs> can, can we make them one thing? That's my favorite thing I've ever Electro heard. Electro pop doo wop. Yeah. Hey, what kind of music does your band make? Oh, we make like electro pop doo wop. Damn, that's so dope, bro. <laughs> it's really just fun to say. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. The electro, the, the electro pop doo wop duo, Adam and JT, you were coming out now. Oh man, electro pop doo wop. Electro pop doo wop. Electro pop doo wop. Oh god. Doo wop. Oh, that shit's hot. That shit is hot. Ain't nothing hot like that electro pop doo wop. Oh, good shit, good shit. But yeah, uh, well, dope. Yeah, I tell you that story where I was singing. I was in my room, uh, in the living room, and I was singing. Um, I just it was like the middle of the night. I don't know how it just came up to me, and I was just like, "Your way to beautiful girl. That's why it'll never work." Wait, are you trying to? I heard, I heard are you good, trying to tell me that you invented the lyrics for "Beautiful Girls"? No, 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 no. This happened like two months ago. I was oh, okay. singing that song. Where, where, where? And oh, and somebody started shooting. Randomly, just a gunshot in the middle of the night, and I immediately like <laughs> just immediately <laughs> ran to the room. But it like ruined that song for me. There was nothing. No one came in the house. Maybe you sang but... it so well that uh, you had that person <laughs> suicidal. <laughs> suicidal. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. You people gonna think that's set up? Like we like we like we wrote that. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. That was off the top. That was so funny. Uh, but yeah, well, good shit, man. Good shit. Uh, well, that's that's the myth, the lyrical mystery game. Like we said, let us know uh, if you guys beat me um, by some kind of random like chance. That's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, let us know. Uh, but you should definitely let us know if I beat you, so you can get your poop medal. Um, take it like a take it like a person. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, person up and come get this poop medal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason to be a coward to hide. Uh, and if you win, you know, let us know. You know, so we give you a, a glorious medal. Um, and uh, with that being said, uh, you know, thanks for thanks for rocking with us the whole episode. Uh, follow Adam at Black Boy Adam um, across platforms. Uh, you know, he's got a website, theblackestadam.com. You can follow me at JTD Human everywhere. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Instagram, Do it. Uh, Twitter. Actually, follow me on Twitter, y'all. I don't have as many Twitter followers. I need, I need more. I'm not funny. I'm funny, bro. That's the craziest part about it. But I got, I got in the game late. I got in the game late, and I'm not, I'm not like a weirdo. I'm not gonna go buy followers. Uh, do people so do I'm that begging, for Twitter? So I'm, so I'm begging desperately <laughs> online for them, like a regular person. Uh, but, um, but yeah. So you know, uh, you know. So keep, keep up with us. Um, next, next episode. Oh will yeah. Be our, our season finale. Um, so, so uh, you know, get ready for that. We're going to be reviewing. This is great for all of you because we can give you the heads up. I know some people like heads up because they can, you know, kind of have their own opinions. We're going to be reviewing the Kid Cudi uh, Man on the Moon 3, which is going to be just lovely because... Um, the final album it, of the like, trilogy. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and, you know, we kind of talked about Kid Cudi, I think, to start off the podcast. So it's going to kind of be like a nice little full circle situation. Um, it'll be a full circle situation for me because I love Kid Cudi. Uh, First and, concert I ever and, went to. Really? Yeah. Damn. We're gonna we, we, let's talk about that. Um, but uh, what you call it? And we're gonna be for our discussion. We're gonna be doing our albums of the year. Um, and we're probably gonna pick, you know, albums that we review. Uh, so you know, don't don't come with no bullshit. But we would love it. We would absolutely love it if you at home 
you know, just so you can participate in this discussion, this album of the year discussion, write us your album of the year. Uh, better if it's one that we did, uh, and tell us why you liked it. But even if it wasn't one that we did, tell us why you liked it and tell us why we should have done it. Um, go on our website. We have a comment section. Fill it out there. HitTheory.com. Uh, let us know. We will read some of your reviews, some of your thoughts uh, during the discussion. We want it to feel like a full kind of comprehensive discussion, so we need some opinions. Uh, but we're going to be talking about our favorite albums. We're probably going to pick like a top three and then narrow it down and then award one album with the Hit Theory uh, album of the year, whatever the fuck. Uh, so, you know, get involved. Be a part of that. It's going to be fun. We're going to take a short break after that, but this is our season finale. Um, so it's going to be big, 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 uh, huge, huge season finale. Uh, so, you know, come and check it out. Come and check it out. That's all I got to say. Uh, and it's also be our Christmas episode. So, you know, uh, ho, ho, ho. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. But, um, until next time, uh, fuck the establishment. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah, uh champagne. Champagne for my real out. friends. Real pain for my sham friends. Um, Ooh, keep hard. doing you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Peace.